بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد we express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala. We seek blessings on the Prophet, peace be upon him. We're continuing our study of the Hadith literature by Muhammad Zubair Siddiqui. And we are now on page 57, uh, continuing um, um, about uh, Al-Bukhari. So Al-Bukhari Sahih was known to be, or is still known to be very authentic, or the Hadiths are known to be very authentic. Um, but he does have some Mu'allak Hadiths, which are suspended traditions, and there are about 1,725 in his collection. Uh-huh. Uh, and besides just collecting Hadith, though, he also uh, uh, wrote about them and impressed their contents on the minds of the readers. So if he had similar Hadiths, he would try to sh- uh, show in what ways they are similar and different. And he would also show what inferences could be drawn, whether they are doctrinal or legal, so is that like sharia or fiqhi? Um, it would, uh, doctrinal would be um, related to aqidah. Okay. And then what was the other term he used? Legal. And then legal would be fiqhi. So uh, he divided his whole work into more than 100 books. And he has, and those 100 books together include 3,450 chapters. Mm-hmm. And every chapter has its own heading, and it's a key or an indication of the contents of the hadith in that chapter. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so he's using the language of book and chapter. <coughs> we would use the language of chapter and section. Correct. Oh, so the books are the chapters, yes. and the chapters are the sections. Yeah, in the way we would uh, speak about these things. Okay, yeah. chapter and section. So, my question is... So I know about Al-Bukhari, I know about other, you know, from the other classes that we had about different Hadith scholars, but where are these books? Like in Islamic schools, you don't get access to these books, or you don't know that they exist. Sure. Um, they're probably sitting there. They might even be sitting in the Musalla here, uh, down the hall. Um, so this would be, uh, usually it's it's published in a nine-volume set, you know, just called Sahih al-Bukhari. Uh, sometimes you'll find a much larger set that's providing commentary, and the most famous one of those is called Fatal Bari by Ibn Hajar al-Asqalani. That's significantly larger. But, um, yeah, it might, it might even be sitting there. Um, I don't think I have a copy here, um, but I have various PDFs of, of, of the entire collection. So. Uh, is, it, is it okay to disagree with a hadith and be like, uh, from that collection, be like, oh, I don't know if this is true? Because mm. it seems like... Because, I, I mean, studying this book has taught me that, you know, there's a very rig- there was a very rigorous method to making sure that the hadiths were authentic, mm-hmm. but there are some questionable hadiths in mm-hmm. each collection. So a way to approach it is, number one, anything that the Prophet, peace be upon him, says, mm-hmm. you take as truth, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that should be the first default. So if it's coming out of the mouth of the Prophet, peace be upon him, if it's coming out of his behavior, it is true, okay? But then the question becomes, is the hadith accurately or authentically recording what he did, okay? And that's the whole point of this whole, uh, this whole massive process of trying to authenticate what he says. And so a way to think about this is that a weak hadith doesn't mean that the prophet didn't say it, peace be upon him. A weak hadith means we can't prove it, okay? Or another way to think about this is that we're getting all of what the prophet, peace be upon him, says from the Sahaba, right? Because they're the ones who are narrating everything. And so what that's really saying is that we can't prove that a particular Sahabi has, has said it, 
right? So a companion will say, I heard the prophet say such and such, peace be upon him. Or I watched the prophet do such and such, peace be upon him, right? So if it's authentic, we are saying, uh, we say conclusively that the companion witnessed this, or the companion said it, okay? If it's weak, it's only saying we can't prove it. He may have said it. And so, so, so that would be like level two. Level one is anything that the Prophet Muhammad says or does, it's true. It's truth with a capital T. And then level two is in terms of authenticating, you know, the whole point of, of the whole goal of, of these giants in our history is to figure out how well can we prove what someone is saying, okay? And in some cases, can we disprove it, okay? Those would be the fabricated hadith. And then from there, <clears throat> uh, if I want, if I disagree with it, do I disagree with the authenticity, or do I disagree with the meaning? If I disagree with the authenticity, um, if I just say, you know, uh, I don't know about this, um, that's not being intellectually honest. I'm not saying that someone's lying, right? Intellectually honest would be basically saying I, uh, I don't find the proofs of the authenticity to be sound because of X, Y, Z. See what I'm saying? Like, if I just look at the text, and it's something that's difficult for me to swallow, okay, and then I resort to saying, you know, it's not authentic, right? That's, uh, that's not really giving me any sound. Uh, kind of like what people do all the time. Yeah, that's what people do all the time, right? And then, uh, at another level, it might be an issue of meaning. Meaning, maybe I don't understand it, Right? Because you will come across things. I mean, by and large, our deen, our deen is, mashallah, amazingly clear. Our religion is amazingly clear, right? Uh, but uh, you're definitely going to come up with issues that either will be difficult to practice because of issues in my own heart, or uh, there might be institutional obstacles that might make it hard. You know, of course, like there's the, the, the passages about, about jihad, right? Um, and... You know, before even talking about them, I might be too afraid to face them. And then on top of that, um, you know, it's like, okay, does this, does this apply in my context? Yes or no? And what does that all mean, right? And so, so what I would suggest is that when someone is facing that question, uh, it's often uh, much more wise and safe and intellectually honest to say, um, uh, okay, this hadith uh, I'm struggling with. Okay? Like, uh, either... Uh, I don't understand the context, or I don't understand the meaning, right? Um, even though it looks like the meaning is crystal clear, right? But I have trust that what's coming from Allah and the Prophet, peace be upon him, are truth, right? Yeah. Make sense? Yes, thank yeah. you. So, um, oh, the headings for each section. Yeah. Are verses from the Quran or from Hadith, mm. and I found that very interesting. Uh, why? Uh, I guess I didn't ever think you could title something using the Quran, like like you just use an mm -hmm. ayah to title something. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting he's connecting the Quran and the Hadith. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, one of another one of the beautiful things about about the core of our tradition is that the default starting point, of course, is the Quran, right? the Quran and the Prophet, peace be upon him, which then means that our default for starting for terminology is coming from the Quran itself. That's the default starting point, 
Um, and there's a principle in terminology that you can bring in terminology from outside the primary sources, right? Especially because times change. But the whole core of it is the better that you know the Quran, the better you're automatically going to know the core of everything else, including terminology. And so this is one thing that I find very refreshing about people who are really hardcore into the tradition is that they keep very, very close to the Quran and still remain very relevant in the era that they're living in. Meaning it can be done. Yeah. So the headings, they are in agreement with the hadiths which follow or they are of a wider or narrow, signif narrow significance than the hadiths which follow. So sometimes the ayat might not seem directly, I mean, the ayah might not seem directly related, but yeah. it gives an interpretation. Yeah. So, so another very important point that you're touching on here is that in our modern uh, uh, approach, we try to often read uh, al-Bukhari the way we read a book, or the, the way we read an encyclopedia. We really look at al-Bukhari as an encyclopedia of hadith. Okay? That's not correct. Uh, Imam al-Bukhari, and this I'm taking actually from, from a teacher of mine uh, here in Chicago, Imam al-Bukhari, with this package that, he, that is uh, Sahih Bukhari, he is giving you a particular view of Islam. Okay? So the whole book is not an encyclopedia of hadith. The whole book is a conscious commentary on Islam itself. So the chapter title will be one thing, and so the chapter titles are almost actually his core. And that's why they're ayahs and hadith, right? So these ayahs and hadith are giving you Imam al-Bukhari's view of Islam, okay? And then the, the contents of each chapter are giving you his commentary on the chapter title. It's pretty deep, huh? Oh wow! Yeah. That's cool. That's interesting. Yeah, it's it's a it's it's very very profound, and this is something that almost one hundred percent of the people who like to you know just randomly cite hadith don't understand. Okay. Yeah. He is. I mean, so think about it. we think about of Riyadh al-Salihin the same way. So Riyadh al-Salihin is this gigantic collection of whatever it is, twenty five hundred, twenty seven hundred hadith. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Riyadh al-Salihin. Um, has X number of chapters, okay? And he will give a chapter title, and then he'll begin with certain ayat, okay? So the first chapter is a chapter on sincerity, okay? And then he'll give like two or three ayahs related to sincerity. And then he'll give about 10 hadith on that section, okay? And, and so those hadith, put them all together, are providing a holistic commentary supporting those ayahs, okay? And that's exactly what Bukhari is doing. What's happened today is that we've turned Bukhari um, into an encyclopedia of hadith, which is not correct. Wow. Good. It's very deep, huh? Yeah. Yeah, mashallah. Okay. Let's get to uh, uh, the, uh, 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 how much more until we get to Sahih Muslim? Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's go with Sahih Muslim and then we'll stop. Okay. So, oh, sometimes the... Um, the headings are also interrogative, interrogative, interrogative. 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 Meaning they're asking questions. Oh, interrogative. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay.
Uh, hey, you just, oh, an additional point. And supporting this further, uh, if you go through page by page uh, Bukhari's collection, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to find a chapter heading uh, that doesn't have any hadith in it. Oh, yeah. Okay. And you're going to think, okay, where, what happened? Or did he forget or did he not complete this? So one possibility is that he didn't complete it. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's probably not true because of the amount of work that he's done since then. Although that's his big thing. Um, what's probably the case is that that chapter heading is the whole chapter. Right? Well, that's kind of, that's different from how we think Exactly, exactly. Wow. So interrogative, is it like from the word interrogate? Yeah. So it's not interrogative. So, I mean, you can say interrogative. I mean. Yeah. Interrogative. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Um, it's like kilometer, kilometer. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, a heading could also warn against something that might appear to be wrong. I was oh. confused by that point. Um, did uh, Did he give an example? I don't think so, because I have a question. Okay, maybe we'll try to uh, revisit that. Does he have a footnote or something? I don't think so. Okay, that's fine. Um, I can double. Okay. Some, oh, yeah, see, some headings are not followed by any traditions. Uh, there it is, Marshall. Yeah. To show that no genuine tradition on that subject is known to him, or like you said, yeah. it's a whole chapter. Yeah. So in a way, not having a chapter is a commentary in and of itself, or could be. Yes. Wow, that's so close. Yeah, Marshall. Don't you just love books? <laughs> yes, I love Sometimes he repeats various versions of a single hadith in different chapters. So my question is, why doesn't he just put all the different versions in the same place? Because then that's easier for you to compare them. Yeah, okay, so repeat the point. Sometimes he repeats various versions of a single hadith in the different chapters. Is that what yeah. you want me to repeat? Yeah. Okay. So what do you think? Why? Um, the way we just spoke about the chapters. Well, yeah, because they re- they could relate to different ayat. Um, yes. And different, you know, like parts of the deen. Uh-huh. Also, yeah, to draw different conclusions from them and to, uh, I could show that it's authentic. Because if it's, if it relates to different ayat, uh-huh. then it's showing that this hadith has come up several times mm-hmm. and it's, you know, that tr- it's truthful. Uh-huh. Yeah, I wonder, like, you know, in terms of authenticity, I don't know how much it would change things, but it would show multiple applications for the same hadith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's my four in Mokuf? Uh, I'm going to make you look that up, because these are really important terms to know. Look up. Okay. Uh, like, later, inshallah, uh, hopefully, inshallah, after we finish this book, we'll go through a, a very famous poem uh, called Al-Bayhuniya, which is basically, like, it, it gives us the whole summary of all the main terms. Ooh, it's a short poem. Oh, that's, that's cool. Um, is, is, is a line of poetry in Arabic called, like, Beit Shahr? I mean, bait is a common term, yeah. So shadow would be like poetry. And the bait is like the unit, the small unit of the poetry? Um, that's beyond my knowledge. I'd say it sounds correct, though. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Then, uh, oh, a lot of Muslim doctors wrote commentaries on the Sahih, and they discussed every aspect of the book. So my question is, why Muslim doctors? Uh, uh, he probably means scholars. Oh, yeah. that makes not, sense. Not, not physicians. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> okay, so... Oh, yeah, it's wrong to assume that Sahih is free from defects or has not been criticized. Mm-hmm. Al-Bukhari confines his criticism to the narrations of traditions and their reliability, so he doesn't criticize the or critique the, the, the content of the hadith. Mm-hmm. 
And he, he, yeah, so he pays little attention to the possibility of the truth of material reported to him. So that gave me the impression that he really, really questions the narrators, their reliability. But let's say the hadith, the content of the hadith sounds very different from yeah. other hadiths. He wouldn't question that if he believed the narrators to be reliable and truthful. Exactly, yeah. Why? I mean, because that's having, that's just believing and having faith in whatever you've been given. I yeah. Guess. Exactly. It's like right. taking a leap of faith. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I mean, the key point being that before looking at the text of the hadith, first you got to figure out is it authentic. So is that right. more important? That's f uh, first important. So more important. Well, I mean, uh, chronologically sure, but what really matters to us then becomes what the prophet peace on him says, right? Mm -hmm. But we want to make sure that he said it, right? Yeah. Try to show weaknesses of uh, weakness in two hundred traditions in the Sahih mm -hmm. in his book Al Istidraq wal Tatabu. Oh my handwriting is bad. that's a B. Okay. Um so so this is him criticizing the narrators, not the content. Correct. Critiquing is probably a better word. Oh critiquing, yes. Yeah. Narrators. And not even critiquing narrators, he's critiquing um, uh, Imam Bukhari's critique. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it basically would be saying, Imam al-Bukhari says, using my method, I've confirmed that this hadith is authentic. And Daraqutni says, well, there's one issue with this link, or one issue in, uh, with this narrator. So I disagree. Right. All Muslim traditionists critique... Even those who have critiqued the Sahih do agree that it's generally accurate, though. Yeah. So that's and, uh, generally is probably an understatement. It's overwhelmingly accurate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is it. For okay, mashallah. So we will continue then, inshallah, next time uh, on page 58 with uh, 4.3 D like David uh, getting to the Sahih of Imam Muslim. All right. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika nashadu illa ilaha illa anta nasafiruka wa natubu ilayk wa akhir da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.